Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. All righty. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. Well, good afternoon. It's good afternoon for me. It's still morning. Time out for Frank. Um, but also, right. too, no one's here yet. I always like jump in starting to have like a chat with like me, myself, and I. I also talk to myself a ton, too, so it's really easy. But I'm um, excited to have Frank uh on the pod today on the pod show i never know what to call it uh, you know people are like what podcast i was like well, it's not really a podcast because it's like a morning show but then i put it on podcast form so it's really a morning show hey right. so frank it's good to have you hey thanks for having me it's good to see you this this morning yeah absolutely absolutely frank i, I gotta ask before and also by the way for those of you tuned in say hey we'd love to hear from you also just want to make sure like this is working because sometimes it can be finicky with LinkedIn. I'm actually going to go to my LinkedIn real quick. Frank, I, while I'm checking everything out. Yeah, sure. What, what's, what, first off, do you like coffee? I have to ask this because people are like going away from coffee, I feel like. Are you a coffee guy? Yeah, I like coffee. I have one of those little uh, those little mocha mocha things, okay. you know, the little steel one. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like, I'm not a coffee snob, but I definitely enjoy a couple cups a day. And um, there's a place nearby called Go- LA. Yeah. I've never been to L.A., so what's your favorite spot in LA? Spot LA? Um, I really like. There's a place with terrible names called Go Get 'Em Tiger. I like them. They make some good coffee. I've, I subscribe to their uh, their bean bean subscription. You know, get okay. some, some coffee every every month. Okay. Um, there there is a spot out in Venice. People speak really highly of called Minotti's. And that's been on my list of places okay. to go, but I have not been. But I'll bet you. I hear about it so much. I bet you I'll love it if I try okay. it. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, I definitely need to need to uh, check that out whenever I'm out in LA. Now I have a friend in LA, so I'll hit up Frank if I'm ever in LA. Um, Absolutely. So Robert, it's good to see you. Mitchell, it's good to see you as well. So again, for those of you tuning in, you're probably like Taylor. You usually go 9:30 a.m. on Central on Fridays. I do. Frank is West Coast. This is my special edition West Coast time. It's basically 9:30 or noon. Noon is for my West Coast friends. Yeah. Frank's got kids. We were. Talking about kids before we went live, and you have one yeah. or two? Just one. One. Just one. Okay. So preschool yeah. drop off was today, which I can appreciate. Right. And then I had a doctor's appointment, so it was completely unhinged on my end. So yeah, twelve <laughs> o'clock. So y'all say, hey, the reason for for this show is this is two two sided thing. This is a networking platform, and this is a morning show. So this is a place for you to to comment to engage with folks. I've had people on the show. I'm not saying this because Frank's on the show. I'm saying this because it's true. People have found jobs on the show through like through networking with people in the comments. People have found mentorship. People have found apprenticeships. People have found just a ton of friends. So comment, let us know where you tune in from. Even if you're watching this in the future, I would still do that. A lot of people are just kind of like go through and like network with people, right? So do that. Also ask Frank questions. Um, uh, I, I, I eat my own dog food, as I say. Frank posted some like absolute fire content on Twitter back in September. And I just slid into his DMs. And I said, Frank, 
I don't know you, but I would love to interview you. And he goes, absolutely. Yeah. So we're, and we're here because of it. So ask Frank yeah. questions. He doesn't bill you for it in this case. So please ask him <laughs> questions. Um, and then again, but again, tell me where you're tuning in from, because I love to hear um, where people are tuning in from because we are typically international on this show. Uh, second thing is want to give a shout out to, we're talking about coffee. That conference is a coffee sponsor of the show. That conference engineering conference in Austin and also Wisconsin. I'll be speaking in the Austin conference in January. Um, they also have beans. It's the only coffee that I know of. It's the only conference code conference that has coffee beans and i'm drinking it right now so shout out that conference also thanks to gun for hiring me and putting up with my shit as i say so um mitchell it's good to see you nick alex it's great to see y'all as well um frank let's go ahead and dive in man let's give the people what they want who are you what do you do and we'll go from there sure sure yeah my name is frank i have been a designer of some type for i don't know almost 20 years started got my start in the world of graphic design kind of brand marketing and then eventually transitioned to like more digital roles and now i'm working as a product designer and you know that's that's kind of a the uh, how i make a living part of my life the other side is uh who i make a living for i'm, I'm married uh, my wife terry and i have a daughter named cove who's uh we were saying i dropped her off at preschool this morning uh, but yeah, that's, that's, was it, that's was it the first, was it, it the first drop? Was it the first drop? No, no, it's a few, okay, okay. it's been a few weeks. Okay. It's been I a few weeks, sure but, that, like, um, I just want to make sure we didn't need to process your feelings, dropping your kid off first no, day no. today. I was like, oh boy, that's heavy. <laughs> that first day, that first day is rough. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're a few weeks in. So we're, we're in, we're, I think we're in a good spot and Friday is arts and crafts day. So she's, she's happy to, to be there. I love that. Well, my wife's super creative. Also went to SCAD, by the way. Um, and cool. uh, and my daughter is taking up after her. She loves drawing, but I am the least artistic person there is. Nice. Scott, it's good to see you, man, from Beantown. I love it. Christina, yes, brand marketing is my favorite as well. Um, so, Frank, man, so you tweeted some amazing yeah. content. So I want to I want to read. I'm going to read what you said. You said, "Are you struggling to navigate change in your role as a designer?" How can you stay engaged and motivated when there's a lot of complexity and uncertainty? Yeah. A few things I've over I've I've done to overcome this challenge. Overcoming fear is number one. Talk about imposter syndrome. Create time and space to be visible within your organization and bid build build visibility and credibility. And then the next person was me asking you to come on the show. So let's go ahead and yeah. start out, man. Um, yeah. Talk about why you put that tweet out. Um, I mean, one of the things that. I tend to use LinkedIn or Twitter for have been uh, to talk about design leadership and how we, okay. you know, as designers, we can, you know, better, better show up in the workplace and, you know, be, be impactful. And I, it's, I don't like the, I don't like when people talk about having a seat at the table, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you, you know, how do, how do you, how do you be seen for more than just a designer, you know, because mm. I think, especially in the world that I'm in, in the world of product design, we're expected to be uh, cross-functional collaborators, you know, have our hands in a little bit of product engineering design. So we sort of need to be the glue that, that kind of holds it all together. And uh, yeah, also just when I, when I sense myself going through some motions and, you know, in my, in, in my day to day, and I, yeah. I've got something that's top of mind, uh, you know, Twitter tends to be that, that sort of release where, oh, where, man. you know, I don't, I don't have a content calendar or any, uh, any sure. strategy behind it. I just sort of 
the things that that I like to put out into the world and if they're helpful to people and and so far it seems some of it has resonated yeah uh, then that's that's awesome to hear so let's talk let's talk about imposter syndrome so you said imposter syndrome sure. is number one put some tools in, into place to support you to learn and grow rather than retreat talk about that man yeah yeah well I think there's a lot of pressure on designers to kind of be good at everything you know like not, not necessarily like having a couple a couple things that you're good at i think is totally fine you don't have to be the best graphic designer product designer motion designer prototyper you know pick a couple things and get good at those and yeah. uh, you know the imposter feeling i don't know if it's because uh, a lot of us came from i don't know maybe came from art school and then we end up in this like technical field and these kind of things and uh, it can sometimes feel like we don't we don't belong in that in that space or at least i've i've felt that way uh, and yeah the imposter syndrome feeling can kind of kick in and especially in the world of tech i mean i remember my first day at my at my last job at headspace uh, all these product managers around me all came from ivy league schools they're all harvard grads uh you know all the all these all these great american institutions that i i, I was not familiar with i grew up in canada went to a tiny uh, community college that was basically a mining school with an art wing to Are it. You serious? And uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. So, like, being in these new environments, I felt so out of place. And uh, I, I, I do a lot of workshops, and I see that this is a common problem for folks in the design in the design field is that imposter feeling, and probably not just designers, probably just a normal human thing to go through. Um, what, how have you overcome imposter syndrome? Right. I mean, I know there's actually been a few engineering yeah. leaders that I follow that I've actually posted recently about imposter sure. syndrome. I feel like it comes in waves on the seasons or something. Sure. I feel like everybody kind of feels it. Yeah. How have you been able to overcome imposter syndrome or maybe you're still dealing with it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it, yeah, like you said, it comes in waves. Uh, something I like to do is I keep a folder on my desktop of screenshots of anything good or nice that has happened throughout the day, specific, sometimes that. specifically uh, in the workplace. And so if somebody gave me a shout out on, you know, on Slack and said, hey, Frank, you know that, thanks for that, that was great. Or, you know, even this conversation we're having today, I'll go ahead and screenshot this and save it in a Hell folder. Yeah. And when, I'm feel, yeah. when I'm feeling the dip, when you feel the dip, you know, just pop open that that good vibe folder on your desktop and just kind of remind yourself that, you know, you're, you've got what it takes. You can overcome challenges and yeah. you're worthy of the, you know, the job, the position, the salary, et cetera, that you're, that you're in. I love that. I love that. Um, so, so let's, so let's kind of move into, cause I, I want to, yeah. I have so many questions for you. Let's talk about the next thing. Create time and space yeah. to be visible within your organization and contribute to more meaningful projects, especially important in a remote environment. Yeah. You know, I, I think this, I think this bullet point, the next bullet point are just huge bullet points. Talk yeah. about specifically the creating time and space to be visible within your organization. Cause yeah. like no one talks about yeah. this. No one talks about this. No, you know, yeah. Some people call it politics, strategy, whatever. I think, especially in a remote environment or a hybrid environment, it's very easy to sort of hide out, right? Like you can be camera off. Uh, you can probably do that 80% of the time, unless your workplace has some strict camera on policies. Yeah. Uh, but if your camera off 80% of the time and no one, no one sees you, no one knows you, no one sees your impact when it comes time for, you know, promotion time, in, in who are, who are you? Nobody knows you. 
yeah, reviews. <laughs> who, you know, who's Frank? I don't know. I've never seen a Frank. What does he look like? What is he, you know, what's his personality like? There, there, that, that's definitely tempting. And I think it's okay. Some people can do that, but, uh, you know, you, you got to recognize that it has an impact on your, your visibility and your, your ability to influence in a company uh, when, when, you know, you are actually being seen. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, what I like, if people feel like it's politicky, I don't think it's a word. We're yeah, going to sure. make it a word this Friday. If people have that feeling, how, yeah, what would you encourage them to, to approach this strategy without feeling, ugh? I don't know. I guess, except that it is politicky. We're all just okay. humans trying to yeah. like work our way up up the corporate ladder, so to speak, you know, everyone wants what's best for their teams, themselves, their families. And we're all kind of working and doing the best we can with the tools we have. Uh, I would try to look at it a little bit more as like a game than a, than a politics thing, you know, sort of gamify it in your mind. And, you know, what do I need to do to get to that next level? What do I need to, you know, what are the things I can put into place to, uh, you know, to, to navigate my path forward and upward or whatnot, whatever direction you want to go in. No, that makes uh, yeah, sense. Yeah, that, that would be that would be my way. Yeah, I love it. Alex comes in here. Maybe a different framing uh, to being visible is being helpful. Mm, I love sure. that. Find out what people around you are struggling with and try to find. I love that so much. Love that. Yeah. Um, and and Princewell, cool. we are we are worldwide today. We are in Nigeria. I love that so much. Um, so and, and Frank, I, I want to talk about a little bit more. Yeah. Um, about contributing to more meaningful projects. How does somebody? Sure. How does somebody do that? Maybe if they're not on a meaningful project. <laughs> yeah, have a conversation with your manager. Um, do really well in the project that's maybe less meaningful, so that you can yeah. you can try to get a more meaningful one later. Um, you know, sometimes it's a conversation with your manager where, like, okay, I'll do this. You know, maybe sort of less impactful project or two, but you got to throw me, you know, throw me uh, you know, a carrot at the end of the stick kind of thing where, you know, where I, I'm going to need a little, a little something more uh, so that I can, so that I can better display my impact, my, my sure. abilities, you know? And I think with, that's a good sign of a good manager is somebody who can acknowledge that with you and help guide you towards, you know, okay. So, you know, what are you working towards? We're working right. toward a promotion, uh, and very rarely are you going to be working toward that promotion by yourself. It's usually going to be a conversation with your manager and with a good manager, they're supporting you through that and finding opportunities to be seen, to be visible, like it was said, to be helpful. Um, and, and you just want to make sure you're being helpful and you're not like the, the tree that fell in the forest that nobody saw or heard, you know, you're being helpful and, and, and it's being recognized, which is totally yeah. okay. Absolutely. What do you think? So I've been interested in this and I have a problem with this too. What do you think about putting like client feedback, praising something you've done, mm -hmm. but it's obviously the company, you know, yeah. how do you navigate that? Have you done that? Like thrown like, you know, somebody, maybe a client or stakeholder goes, Hey Frank, what you've done was incredible. Have you thrown that into the yeah. Slack channel? Because it, it shows obviously what you've done for the company, the product, but then obviously you were attached right. to that. I'm kind of curious your thoughts right. on that. Yeah, there's a level of like how comfortable you are with sort of boasting, you know, sure. or like sort of sort of bragging about it. Um, I, would, I would usually reserve that kind of stuff for 
uh, for like one-on-one manager right. conversations rather than like big public displays of, you know, of how, how awesome I sure. am. Uh, but, you know, if those moments are happening enough, then, then, you know, people are, people are probably seeing it. It's probably in the, in the zoom yeah. chat or the team's chat or whatnot, or on Slack. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I would, I would still save it, you know, for when it comes time to pushing for that, that promotion you're looking for. Because uh, sure. it's helpful to it's helpful to look back on the, the you know the quarters or the year gone by, and bring that stuff up at the end of the year, whenever your promo cycle is. But yeah, um, yeah, I love that. So the next thing: build visibility and credibility to influence stakeholders. Yeah. It's not about being the loudest voice in the room, but a meaningful yeah. and confident one. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's yeah. I mean, that, I, mean, I mean, that's straight heat right there. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'd say the to add to that, I think people can often think, you know, leadership means being, you know, standing at the front of the room and being the person who's making all the decisions, who's got the loudest voice. Uh, I, I think it, it's okay for you not to. I think you can you can find ways to support your team. You can find ways to engage others so that they're bringing out their best selves uh, and that it's not just sort of the, you know, the Frank, the Frank show, you know, we're all a team yeah. trying to make things happen. And uh, in a position of leadership, it's, it's kind of your job to elevate others to and not just yourself. Cause it's, you know, it's really about the team and your customers and, and the business and not necessarily about you. I think the good things that sort of happen to you, whether that be, you know, recognition, promo, whatnot, those are all like side effects of doing a good job yeah. at the other stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of want to move into that to last half of this interview. Um, it's flying yeah. by, which I knew what would have. I knew it would happen. So obviously, you were at a company for a long time, seven years. Um, yeah, you're at seven years. For seven yeah. years. Um, you know, you and I were yeah. chatting backstage. I was at my previous company for twelve years. Um, I think there's a lot of people moving around right now in this market who have been at a company for a long time what's what's your advice to them man I, I, like I, i'm sure you had a lot of feelings parting ways um you know and, and i kind of sure. the point of this podcast is to kind of show like hey like everybody's human right whether you've been in a company for you know two years or 12 years or seven years like you, everyone's going to have the same feelings can you right. talk about processing that because that's obviously a probably a big chapter that came to a close yeah. for sure yeah being part of a like 200 person layoff is not a not a fun thing to go through but people. i think 200 people yeah or sort of 180 maybe 180 but uh it's good to remind yourself that these things happen this is just you know accept that uh this is a part of work especially in the u.s you know things like at will employment sort of mentally prepare yourself for the possibility of that happening and uh you know i think it, it you can give yourself a little bit of time to to kind of process that if something like that is to happen to you um, I would, I would encourage people to not sort of jump into action mode right away. Interesting. If you can. Okay. You know, like t- take a, take a, take a beat and just sort of consider what's, what's happened. Cause I think in that moment, you're probably not super clear headed. You're a little, you're maybe a bit emotional, a bit frustrated and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I think reaching out to your network, you know, pe- people you've connected with over the years, that's kind of, I think a good, a good go-to move. Uh, after you've kind of gone through the processing part of it. And I think you'd be surprised how, you know, how quickly people are to kind of show up for you in those moments. 
Um, so, yeah. and, and, and I, and again, I, 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 I love having senior folks on the show like yourself, because I think a lot of times, especially in the engineering space, people are like, Oh, well, they're untouchable. They're seniors. They're safe. Right. Right. And so, and they don't feel yeah. the same way we do. I mean, we just naturally do that. If you right. see somebody like they don't do, they don't deal. Can you talk about how you navigated the job search um, uh, recently and like kind of what was your tactics around that? And, and real quick, actually, JK, there, yeah. there's a question I want to get to real fast that we can answer that. Yeah, yeah. Frank, what part of your work feels most meaningful to you? Um, I really enjoy collaborating with others and, you know, that moment where you're working through an idea and it sounds like, you know, it, it's not quite there yet. You're not, you're not sure if it's going to pan out. And then you hit that sort of aha moment and you're like, oh yeah, this is actually going to be pretty awesome. Or I'm really happy with how this is going. And then this flip side to that is when you actually build it and ship it to customers and you get the feedback from the people who are actually using it, that they're finding it helpful. Uh, or useful. Love that. Love that part. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Scott comes in the idea of pausing when agitated or doubtful is incredibly powerful. hundred percent. I'm working on that in counseling. So yeah, yeah, pausing is huge. Very hard to make sound decisions, Nick, in the heat of the moment. Totally. Um, you, Eugene. Yeah. Layoffs suck. Definitely take a pause. When I lost my nine to five the second time, it was a good time to reflect and then shout out Eugene. He just launched his business and, and it has, has been killing it. So Eugene, congrats, man. Um, nice. So, uh, yeah. So what what was your kind of strategy, man? I mean, especially living in a city yeah. like L.A. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're probably relatively networked in into the yeah. design community out there. So just kind of give some tips and tricks. For sure. Well, the, the landscape has changed so much because now we're in this post-pandemic sort of world where uh, the last time I was on the job hunt, I was pretty much limited to places within, I don't know, 10, 15 miles of where I was living basically, unless I'm willing to relocate. So sure. now we're in this era where you might have an edge on somebody if you're local to where that, that headquarters is, but you could also lose an opportunity to somebody who lives in a different city, state, even country. Uh, so I, it, it was unique in the way that I had to go really far and wide and kind of be open to any any possibilities really. And there's so many different ways you can do this. Like I've, I'm hearing more, uh, more and more people going freelance these days. Uh, there were there were some opportunities that were uh, that came up that were with startups that would have been more like twenty hour weeks instead of a forty where, hour week. Where did know? those leads come from? I'm curious. Like where like yeah. are you a part of a Slack, a Discord? Where those came from? Like where did those part time leads come from? Twitter, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I think just being public with uh, with the layoff. That was probably a moment of like. I feel like I shouldn't say anything because I've had so many people message me that so many. people. Yeah. Yeah. And I just had to get over the fear of it. And like, you know, I know it's not personal. I know it's not me. Any team would be lucky to have me. And I just got caught in a weird situation. And uh, yeah, that's where we go from here. And if you have a little bit of a network and a little bit of reach, you got to let people know, how do you expect anyone to know that you're available? You know? Absolutely. And so many opportunities came from that. I was in, you know, interviews, conversations, coffee chats, things that led to nowhere, things that led to full <laughs> loop interviews, you know, like you, you, any way you slice it. I was, I was chatting with startups, VCs, agencies, uh, tech companies, like just looking, you know, haven't been on the job hunt in seven years. So I, I needed to see what's out there. Yeah. Uh, what, what are the new, uh, you know, seven years, a long time of, uh, what would you say? Uh, 
lots of inflation, you know, when it comes to, to those things and being able to see, okay, seven years later at my level, what is, what does compensation look like? You know, not, yeah. a, not a, not a, not a convo I've had in seven years. I've just things been things sort of have changed going, a lot in yeah. seven years. Totally. I would say totally. two years. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. <laughs> Yeah. No, I love so, yeah, that. I was just so, open, open, open to it all. Yeah. Talking to anyone and everyone and carving out some time to do that. And then sort of did, figuring out where you want to go from there. So, so, so you have, you have a family daughter. Yeah. You said daughter. Yep. Yep. So how, what trying to balance like the job search and fam- I mean, I get it. Right. I just went through it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hold yourself to any sort of like metrics or like, Hey, I need to at least be doing this a day. Cause I think as the people who are watching right now, I think I'd love to give them some sort of tangible thing for that. Um, nothing super strict. I think I was pretty open to the, you know, the, the just the flow of, life and conversations. I mean, I, I knew I had a sort of a date on when I'd like to land something and also a date on when my severance would run out. <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of the, that's the pressure part for sure. Uh, I was lucky to grab a couple uh, contract jobs that, you know, were able to elongate the interview process. So I didn't have to rush into anything sure. I didn't want to, but um, yeah, I think as long as you're, Kind of putting one foot forward every day, you know, take the weekends, take the weekends off if you can Monday through Friday, try to make a couple meaningful updates, changes, whether that's, you know, a conversation, an update to your portfolio, applying to a dozen jobs, whatever that might be, just every day chip away a little bit. Yeah. And eventually they start, you know, those, the snowball starts kind of rolling it does. And, uh, it does. you know, you'll just, you'll all, all of a sudden you'll find yourself in like, you know, uh, hopefully a, a few interview loops with, uh, with a few companies that you're, you know, you're, you're interested in. One of the things that, and this kind of the, to tie a bow in the last part, I want to talk to you about yeah, yeah. being at headspace and obviously with being mindful and, sure. and, and, um, it's something that I'm becoming very passionate about. Um, Right. How, how are you able, so talk about the mental whiplash that job search gives you. How, how did you overcome that? Because like, like I, like I, yeah. I, I joke with friends, they're like, you get so excited off the stupidest business ideas yeah, because yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. A mobile app for cat litter. Yeah. yeah I'm hype about cat litter. And it's just sure. cause like, cause you yeah, just yeah. want the next job. Talk about how you dealt sure, with kind yeah. of the emotional back and forth. And then, then we get into more mindfulness to wrap it up. Well, I'll say, uh, I, I felt so lucky to work on the Headspace app for as long as I did. You know, that was, that hardly felt like work. It felt like a mission I was on with a few hundred people and we were trying to make something happen. And we did and super proud of that. And I think just, just recognizing that any, any life situation, whether job relationship, probably not going to last forever. And just wrapping your mind around that and um, yeah, being sort of being able to, to step away and be, be happy with kind of how it went, I think was, was big. Um, and just giving, giving a little bit of space between the last job and the next job. I think that, you know, it's kind of like mindfulness in a nutshell is giving yeah. space between thoughts and, and feelings and uh in any 
I'm a big believer that in any possible job, there are going to be parts that you can align with and then maybe some parts that you don't align with as much. Yeah. Um, those might be, those might be mission oriented. Those might be, they might be technical challenges. They might be, um, you know, maybe you really want to work on a mobile app and not a web app, or maybe this team, you know, designs dashboards and you don't really like doing those things, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be parts you like and parts you don't like, and hopefully the things you like outweigh the things that you don't like. Uh, but I think a lot of times people are out there searching for the perfect job and, you know, sometimes you find it, sometimes you don't, but even when you do sometimes, um, so, you know, sometimes that, that company needs to make decisions to, uh, yeah. you know, to switch things up. And yeah, I just think, try to find that nugget in each job description or opportunity that you feel you can really get behind, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, uh, uh, as, as we wrap up here, um, want, want to give you a chance to kind of plug anything that you have going on or that you want people to check out. I mean, obviously I saw from your LinkedIn, you're doing some consulting for a street wear brand. I'm going to look them up, but I'm just kind of curious on what you got going on. You want to share for people. Yeah, I run I run a, an apparel brand called Sunshine Shop, and I work with a lot of artists and creators to basically help them monetize their online following. Nice. And I will say that you know th- that sort of side project was pretty helpful in me landing the next job. Uh, with there you go. The announcement using a side project to network. So I think I love it. Yeah, totally to network and to show you know to show that genuine interest in, you know, in, in that thing. And um, yeah, big believer in side projects. I know a lot of us have, you know, families, kids, other responsibilities, but if you can find something that you can sort of chip away at on your own time, that's maybe not mm-hmm. super deadline driven. I think that can be helpful. Um, but yeah, it, that uh, things to plug. Not sure. I mean, it's, it's tough out there. If you're on the job hunt right now, just be, you know, recognize it's not it's not as easy as maybe it was a, a couple of years ago i think we all got we went through the the heat of the pandemic when hiring was just crazy like everyone thought the sky was falling but uh companies ended up really over hiring i think for oh, yeah. for many departments oh, yeah. many teams oh, yeah. and a lot of companies had really good years uh through that especially in the tech world and now we're in the correction moment of it yep, you know we're, we we're we're recovering it's kind of like the hangover after the party situation it really is. It's like we're, it really is. we're dealing with it it's like we all uh, taking pedialyte right yeah, now yeah. all companies are taking pedialyte <laughs> and i think when you go the more you go through that you know the older you get and the more experience you get in your career the more you can start to sort of see the cycles of it and expect expect sort of expect it a little bit more and so yeah. for me that's been a big lesson and like you know the the roller coaster doesn't go up forever you know yeah. it, it will it will go up and eventually it has to it has to drop so just be prepared for those moments um and you'll you know you'll be hopefully less stressed and be able to take your time finding the next thing and find something that's really lined up with your values 100 percent. all right rapid fire last three questions ready let's do it first question so, yep. what do you do outside of work that brings you joy uh, skateboarding. I love it. How long have you been skateboarding for? Yeah. Oh, my whole life since I was like 12 or 13. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I tried to get in on it. Yeah. Could never get in on it. Uh, second question. Uh, tools, 
design tools, technologies, trends, software that you're tinkering with or reading about or any of that stuff, just anything fun kind of in your ecosystem that you're interested in? Um, great question. Uh, I don't know. Pretty much just a, a hardcore Figma user. Try to okay. dabble in the, you know, check out the plugins, the community, see what's out there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm also, I'm no, I'm no expert in it. I think I'm pretty good at it, but uh, definitely love checking out the tutorials and, and stuff that people have to offer just so I can better, better improve. But yeah, no, no specific other, other tool. I've been, I've been kind of chilling for the, for the last, the last little while, while I'm uh, looking for the next job. I love it. Last question. The show is called guidance counselor 2.0 because we had guidance counselors in middle school, high school and college, but now as adults, we don't really have a guidance counselor. So what would be your biggest piece of advice to young Frank? Um, try to worry less about perfectionism, you know, just kind of get through it, you know, better done than perfect. 90, you know, 95% is okay. Or 80% is okay. Um, just, just, yeah, get it, get it done, move on. It's better. It's better to do that than to, uh, um, I don't know, miss deadlines or let people down that kind of thing. Cause you're striving too hard for perfectionism. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, y'all. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us today. That's it. Hope you have a good weekend. Frank, stay on real quick so I can say bye to you backstage. Um, But again, y'all go check out Frank. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, What's uh, what's your ad on Twitter? Ad on Twitter is Zen Daddy with three Ds. Zen Daddy. I love it. I love it. Y'all have a good one. Thanks again for hanging out with us today. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. We'll see y'all back on Monday. Peace. See ya. Hey. You did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me at TDeston on all social media handles, and I hope you have a fantastic day.